0: Welcome back guys. It is in Candle's God Time here on the Breakfast Show on Faith FM. 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is our Christmas Day special where we are remembering the reality that Jesus came to this earth as a baby so long ago. Mm. Amen. Now, of course, Christmas Day is not the birthday of Jesus, just in case some of you are wondering, and I hate to uh, disappoint. <gasps> Shock, horror, what? 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 Disappoint some of you. <laughs> I'm this shivering. is the day on which we celebrate the birthday of Jesus. It is not the birthday of Jesus. Jesus would have been born... Um, they believe somewhere around October-ish.
1: First, Santa's not real, and then this. <laughs> Let's just okay. chuck Christmas out the window. Jesus is
0: real. Okay. We Amen. don't know which day he was born. Okay.
1: Do you think the reason we don't know from the Bible when his exact birthday is because he didn't want people to make a big hula and worship the day, and yet we've gone and done exactly that? So should we just write Christmas off?
0: That is heavy. Well, I wasn't heavy. planning to start that Christmas debate
1: today. <laughs> oh... Oof. And yet, here we are. <laughs>
2: Oofed. Oh, man, big accusations. It's. I think. No, I don't think so. Down. I don't These think
0: titans so. I think that God intellect. is very aware of human nature. Yeah. And human nature is we're, gonna, we're going to remember major events like this, we're going to celebrate it at some particular point. Um, I think the reason why we were never given the birth date of Jesus had more to do with the fact that Jesus was born as a peasant mm. in the poorest of the poor circumstances and that peasants often didn't record their birthday. So, for instance, uh, if you go to a developing country, I've been to you know, developing countries where you talk to people who are my age or even you know, kids that are running around, and they have no idea how old they are or when mm. their birthday is. And when they go for a, you know, a passport or something like that, they just sort of uh, take a uh, best guess yeah. as to, yeah, we think such and such, and they'll assign themselves a birthday. I see the message that is coming through to us is that Jesus was by you know not recording his birthday for us was illustrating the fact that yeah he was born in the poorest of the poor circumstances he was born as a peasant he can relate to every person here on this earth including somebody who comes from a developing country Uh, that sort of, you know, those details were not important to be recorded or there was no means of recording them.
1: Man, it's kind of cool. I actually kind of want to meet one of these people now when they're like, I don't know when my birthday is. I could be like, neither did Jesus. Little segue into Wow, that's cool. Little segue right there straight into like, have you met your (laughs) savior?
0: That's actually cool.
1: Yeah, he grew up really poor too. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay, I'm okay with that. I, it I met a whole
0: village of people like that. Wow. Yeah, where where birthdays were not, you know, something that was important and not something that was recorded. Mm-hmm. And nobody really knew how old each other was. They're like, oh, we think we're about, yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine how much money you'd save on birthday presents?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you remember yeah, yeah. how few birthday
1: presents you would have?
2: It's a double-edged sword, mm. Monica.
0: Mm. It wouldn't be a good time. Anyway. Uh, This is not the birthday of Jesus. It is the day that we celebrate the birthday of Jesus, much like what we do with the Queen's birthday.
1: Fair enough. You know, We
0: don't celebrate the Queen's birthday on her birthday. That would be foolish. I'm so confused. Because we wouldn't be able to have a long weekend. We celebrate it on a long We make a long weekend out (laughs) of (laughs) it. This is Australia. It would be anti-Australian to do so. (laughs)
1: That's so true. Fully.
0: Okay, so uh, let's see. I think we make a long weekend out of it. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Let's go to the book of Luke. And, if, uh, and this is one of my family traditions that I had as a kid growing up. I would go to bed on Christmas Eve, honestly thinking it would be impossible, impossible for me to sleep that night. I was so excited about the presents under the tree. Then, miraculously, I would go to sleep. Don't ask me how, but I would. Remarkably quickly, I would be out like a light. And of course, this was in Tasmania. Where the sun isn't going down until you know does isn't getting dark until ten o'clock at night, and I'm going to bed at seven o'clock. And you close the curtains and it's still light in your room, and and that doesn't solve the problem. But you're still, you know, you're a kid, so you go to sleep. I would wake up in the morning, uh, with my brother, we would go tearing into our parents' room, jump on the bed, wake them up, and it's like it's Christmas Day, it's Christmas Day. And they're like, Huh, what what day is it? Huh? <laughs> And then my parents taught me something that is one of the most critically important things that you can teach to a child, and that is delayed gratification. Amen. Um, People who study these kinds of things have realized that you can tell whether whether a child will be a success or not a success in life based on this one characteristic. If they can master delayed gratification they will be a success. If they cannot, they will be a loser. Simple Mm -hmm. as that. And so we would go out into the living room where the Christmas tree is and there's all kinds of Christmas presents under the tree and if family had come to visit, like grandparents and so forth, which would happen on occasion, then we would have to wait until our grandparents got up uh, before any Christmas presents happened. But once everybody was assembled in the living room, we would then read the Christmas story. Nice. We that's would have worship tradition. together, mm-hmm. and we would remember Jesus Christ, and we would remember what Christmas Day was actually all about. And this is one of my really, really great Christmas memories, and something that you know I've continued with my family. Um, you know, ever since my kids came along, um, they're all sort of grown up now, but um, we still do it. That's that's what we do. We start the day off by reading reading together the Christmas story. And so here on Faith FM, we thought you know what, let's read the Christmas story and let's, uh, let's chat about what is actually taking place in this particular story. So let's go to the book of Luke. And what you're going to find in the Bible is that if, if you're going to do this uh, as a, as a Christmas, Christmas tradition, you've got four Gospels to choose from, choose Luke. Yeah. Okay. Don't choose Mark. Because you won't have much to read, if anything.
1: Okay, I was going to say, Mark is Luke kinda, a short version? Mark
0: kind of skips the event.
1: Oh, okay, righto.
0: Uh, Luke is the one who gives us the detail on the birth of, of Jesus, and it starts in chapter 1. We're not going to read all of it. Well, let's start in, in verse 26. Lawson, can you start for us in verse 26? Yeah, sure. The Bible says in Luke chapter
2: 1 and verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom
0: there will be no end. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Let's let's have a little bit of a chat about what is actually taking place in this story right here. Why do you think? Let's 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 think about the reasons why Mary would be very confused. Because you can you you read down through this, you can tell she's confused. She's like, "What is going on here?" Mm. All right. So, why would Mary be? What are some of the reasons why Mary would be super confused over what Gabriel is saying?
1: Who wouldn't be confused over what Gabriel was saying? It's like the opposite of science. (laughs) Okay. What everyone would know to be like the general way you'd get pregnant, and she's like, "Wait, what?"
0: Okay, so a virgin birth is not a hard thing to do in our day and age. Uh, We can do that through science. But in that era, that's like just freakily impossible. Pocus, dude. Yeah. Okay, but she is talking to an angel. Mm. Right. Which would give you an indication that, yeah, okay, if there's an angel here, then supernatural things, you know, Mm. can happen. I
1: wonder whether or not for the first few months before she started a show, whether or not she was like, was it just a dream? (laughs) Just waiting for the bump to show.
0: Yeah, absolutely
3: mary did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water mary did you know your baby save our sons and daughters did you know Sight to the blind Mary. Did you know your baby boy will come the storm with his hand?
0: back everybody That was Mary Did You Know Okay so Mary's going to uh, she, she, This is actually going to put her in a difficult position And we're going to talk about that in just a moment But before we do There's some other things that mm. You know I tend to think that If an angel came to uh, Well let's say an angel came to you, Yeah uh, With this kind of a message uh-huh. Would you feel worthy? No Why?
1: Like a million percent no Why? Because I know I'm a sinner
0: Did Mary know that?
1: Yeah, for sure yeah. she would have done.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the reality is when an angel turns up with a message like this, I think it would just, it, it would have to highlight all of your sins in your mind. right? Because
1: when when the angel's like, you know, you're favoured and God is with you, you're like, yeah, I get it. God loves me. P.S. You're going to carry the Messiah. Wait, what? <laughs> like that yeah. favoured? Are you kidding me? Like me?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a very natural and human reaction that anybody would have. Mm. Even though Mary was obviously a very righteous woman. Right. And we look up to Mary these days as being, you know, one of the most righteous women that has ever lived.
1: I think but I think that's a natural characteristic of people who are humble is they feel their unworthiness.
0: And this is a really important point because the closer you get to God, the greater your sense of and your and your sensitivity to sin right you know and and the reality is that if you are not sensitive to sin and you feel like yeah you know what i got this together yeah it's usually a sign that you're actually a fair way from god right mm.
1: yeah because the more you look at something pure the more you realize how impure you are in contrast yeah. yeah yeah
0: so this would have been something really really challenging for mary to deal with at um at this stage the other thing that you know just from a man's perspective, the thing that would go through my mind, not that would go through my mind because that would never happen to me because I'm a man, but if I was a woman and if I was Mary, the thing that I would go go through my mind is I'm from Nazareth. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: That's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. That is such a good point, especially from the perspective. Everybody knows the Messiah is coming
2: from Bethlehem. Yeah. But even on top of that, I think there's further implications of like, the, the the religious culture at the time would be mm-hmm. totally counter to that, as in a peasant woman um, giving... Like, they're expecting the Messiah, the military conqueror and king who's going to, like, literally come... Well, for them, they're like, oh, well, the line at the moment of the kingdom is, like, Herod, and they know it's going to come from David. But I'm pretty sure there would be some people related to David... At this time, who are in a better position? Yeah, yeah than Mary. in the
0: Sanhedrin, yeah. you know, like, amongst the ruling elite. Not oh, absolutely Mary, not Nazareth. Like, surely. Okay, not. so let's talk about Nazareth for a moment. What was Nazareth renowned for? Not having anything good come from it. That's right. This was. This was. This is what Nazareth is renowned for to this day. No, no, not not like that. This to this day, but that's what it has a reputation from because of what the Bible says about it.
1: It's the wrong side of the tracks
0: it is it's one of those suburbs and we all know where those suburbs are we don't have mm-hmm. to name them but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you are living whether you're living in hobart or adelaide or newcastle or anywhere in between mm. you know sydney or melbourne or brisbane um perth we all have those suburbs right mm, where it's like yeah uh you you're not going to th- find you know Three mm-hmm. wise men, or a virgin, in that particular suburb, mm-hmm. mm. um, and this is where Mary comes from. Nazareth is an interesting place. It's actually um, on the road, the, uh, you know, on a main road that travelled through the land of Israel. That if you were heading from uh, north to south or south to north, which everybody did because of the location of Israel, you would pass through Nazareth, and it was a popular stopover point, particularly for Roman soldiers who would be travelling, you know, backwards and forwards through the empire. Mm what do you have happening when Roman soldiers establish a bit of a stop-off point for themselves? Uh, immoral practices. Debauchery. Yeah, immoral practices. Mm-hmm. So Mary's obviously living in this town. She is not like this because she is a righteous and a holy person. Mm. But when Mary falls pregnant, what are the townsfolk going to say? Because they know her by reputation as being a righteous person.
1: They're oh, going to think she wow. fell from grace. <laughs>
2: That's yeah. such a good point. It would have been the such
1: judgment. a juicy oh. Yeah, it would've been such a juicy gossip to have someone fall from grace like that. I mean, we've probably all seen it within our own church church. Because families. they've all fallen from grace because mm-hmm. they come
0: from that kind of environment. Right. They're in that kind of a society uh, and uh, you know, there's no better way to make there's no more effective way to make you feel there's the worst way, but it's a very effective way of making you feel yourself feel better about yourself and about your sins when someone who is more righteous than you commits those same sins,
1: and I think this is another way that actually Jesus can connect with us because you know we've all we know now through modern science that often the trauma the mother feels while she's pregnant is passed on to the unborn child, and uh, and having the stress of her thinking how am I going to explain this and the shame and being shunned, you know, Jesus would have felt that when he was in the womb, and so he can connect with people who like had you know mothers who were going through rough times when they were in their mum's womb, and um it it is it is really Sad, but also a beautiful thing, that he connects with us like through all these different abuses. So having, I can just imagine her being like, "Man, how in the world am I going to explain this to anyone or everyone?" Mm.
0: And it sort of it it does actually add to the story and help us to understand, you know, why she went to um, stay with Elizabeth. Right. You know, she would have felt terribly an outcast and. Elizabeth was somebody who could sympathise with her and help her through the pregnancy and give her some support. Where it seems that she didn't have a whole lot of support back in Nazareth. Um, anyway, we need to move on with our story because there is so much that we can read here. Uh, let me see. Oh, let's go to let's go to chapter two. And Mon, can you read? Just start for us in verse one, because because we need to remember. She comes from Nazareth, mm-hmm. and the Bible says that Jesus was to be that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. How random is this story? It's just amazing how it happens.
1: How far apart are those two places?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, well, it took us like I would think they'd be like four hours drive.
1: Okay, so that's a solid walk.
0: Oh yeah, particularly when you are full term.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And we often have Mary riding on a donkey. That is tradition. Yeah. That was actually highly unlikely because of her status in society as a peasant. She probably walked that.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinus, yes, the governor of Syria, all returned to All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, "'Don't be afraid,' he said. "'I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people.' The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a host of others, a vast host, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased.
0: Okay, let's stop there. That's a, just an amazing story. This wow. is the Christmas story right here. Yeah, it's incredible. We just read it. Um, and, of course, you know, God knew hundreds of years in advance that Caesar Augustus would send everybody back to the place of their origin, which is why Jesus ended up being born in Bethlehem. Um, we have this whole situation where Mary has to make this long journey. And let's say that she did ride on a donkey. Um, that would still be incredibly challenging mm. for a woman who is full-term. Mm. You know, It's the, the, such
1: a crazy lot that they have to return to their hometowns, take a census. I bet they wish they had the internet back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed. indeed.
1: Jump online, click, 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 done.
0: Okay, and where is it that Jesus is actually born?
1: In Bethlehem, in a manger. Mm.
0: In a stable. Mm. Now, we've all been in stables, right? Yeah. What I find is that a lot of stables here in Australia are very clean. But you go to a developing country where animals are work, you know, they're, they're just work creatures. Ethiopia. Ethiopia, Yeah, somewhere like those. you, you, you imagine what those stables are like? Yeah. Mm. It's, it's not so great, is it? Mm. But
1: even in the cleanest of stables in Australia, in like, you know, five-star stud farms...
0: It's still a stable. Yeah, they still smell. It's still a stable. The second
1: you step in there, you're like, whoa, that smell hits you pretty hard.
0: Okay, we're going to come back and talk more about this uh, after this uh, section here Labour of Love. Uh, Randy Travis, Songs of the Season album.
4: It was not a silent night. There was blood on the ground. You could hear a woman cry in the alleyway that night on the streets of David's town. And the stable was not clean. And the cobblestones were cold And little Mary full of grace With tears upon her face Had no mother's hand to hold Was a labor of pain Was a cold sky above For the girl on the ground in the dark With every beat of her beautiful heart It was a labor of love Noble Joseph by her side Calloused hands and weary eyes No midwives to be found On the streets of David's town, in the middle of the night. So we held her and he prayed. Shafts of moonlight on his face. But the baby in her womb, he was the maker of the moon. Was the author of the faith that can make the mountains move?
0: Listening to Labor of Love by Randy Travis here on Faith FM. We have been talking about the birth of Jesus, and of course, we find that Jesus is born in a stable. And if you liken this stable to, which I think would probably be uh, much more accurate, the stables that we might have seen while we were in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. um, and you've got this situation where you've got houses that are very, very primitive buildings, the animals are almost, but not quite, Living in the same uh, building as the owners. And it's a really, really, you know, Mon, if you were about to give birth to a child, how would you feel if you suddenly had to give birth in that kind of environment?
1: I feel like I would rather run out and do it on the street. I feel like the street might be cleaner. Because I have, in Ethiopia, I've seen, you know, some of the, the restrooms that are provided for the humans mm. and, you know, where the humans live and they were just repulsive. I'd hate to think, you know, what the animal shelter would look like. Yeah, restrooms.
0: I went in, I, I, was, I, I saw a couple of um, stables mm. and, yeah, it was the next level up from what was provided or the next level down, I guess, which was what was provided for the humans, which was really confronting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. okay. You, you'd be just, I would. You know, I'd be so fearful for my baby that it would like contract some sort of horrific disease and not survive even a night. So,
0: and then of course you go through labour. You're, you're you're exhausted. You have to sleep. You're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. That, that's going. Your body is physically going to take over, take charge, and say, "Yep, Mon, you're going to sleep." That baby has to rest somewhere, and and you know uh, Lawson's translation was very polite when it said strips of cloth. Uh, mine said swaddling clothes. What does your translation say there? No, mine um, says strips of clothes. Oh, I'm not sure what Lawson says. Um, this one, which verse? Are we it's in? a very polite way of saying rags. Mm. Rags, yeah. 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 So basically, Mary has just gathered around whatever swaddling. she can find,
5: mm-hmm.
0: whatever's available to wrap up this little baby in. And then he's lying in hay. Sweet. He doesn't have a bassinet. He doesn't have a basket. He doesn't have a humidity crib or anything like that. This is not a, a spotless clean hospital <laughs> where babies are with
1: some eucalyptus.
0: <laughs> None of that. Here is this amazing newborn child, all sort of you know shriveled up like any newborn child is, and he's lying in a manger. And then you know you cannot separate this story from the story of the shepherds. Mm. Yeah. Because they come to this stable. And they worship this shriveled up little baby, because let's say face it, newborns are pretty kind of, you know, shriveled and disheveled looking. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Definitely very sweet but and adorable. Yeah. But yeah, it's just they're just look and 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 it's just a newborn. They don't just honour this child, they worship this child as God. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean that is just mind blowing when you recognise the faith that these guys had because they would expect be expecting I would think that if the Messiah was going to come the Messiah would be born in you know one of the palaces mm-hmm. at least one of the wealthy homes would right, have the yeah. best doctors in attendance mm-hmm. and there's no doctor there's just Mary and Joseph and it's a stable and you know they've got this 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 uh, woman who's giving birth. And you know, there's not even anyone in the hotel that is going to, like, oh, here, take my room. You know, don't they're just all like, yeah, whatever. There's a, you know, there's a peasant. How out there horrible is that? Yeah. Wow.
1: A pregnant woman just didn't didn't even register as something they could give that. But
0: they worship this baby <gasps> yeah. as God. And now, then, yeah, go ahead. But
1: then having the the wise men from the east turn up because they were clearly wealthy people, and then to go, just imagine like the contrast of these rich wise. Men coming in with their robes oh, yeah, from yeah. the east and These their gold frankincense and myrrh.
0: Persian elite, right? Mm. And then, like,
1: imagine them like stepping through the animal feces, you know, and getting up this close and silk to this. Slippers. Yeah, getting up close to this tiny little like pruny baby wrapped up in like rags and 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 pooey hay. Like, it's just incredible to think the the clarity and that they, they had.
0: They worship this, this right. child. They worship this child. They clearly
1: didn't even doubt.
0: And they fork out mm. gifts that you would give. To a head
2: of state that's just been right, Yeah. Yeah. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Like these are the most expensive.
1: It speaks of their faith and their belief that they didn't look at it and go, hang on, this is not a palace. How can this be the king? Like, (laughs) like, yeah. Mm. I actually just saw a funny meme of the day where it said, you know, after the wise men came the three wiser women who brought a month's supply of nappies, a casserole, and some grape juice. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> a very,
0: a very man kind, manly kind of gifts to give to a baby here. Yeah. But, um, needless to say, I think those gifts were probably very appreciated when, the, when when Jesus and his family mm-hmm. became refugees. Yeah, yeah.
2: Something interesting that not
0: many people know
2: about me. When I was in year three, I got a very good idea of this contrast because for my school that i was going to i narrated the christmas story so it was basically a play cool and um but there was like it was done in a way that no one was speaking and i was just narrating the whole thing and doing the lines and everything and so, yeah, I like from from a young age, even as like a, a you know, I guess as a, as a, as much of a believer as he can be, as a kid who is secular and just goes to a Christian school, you know. And it's like, oh, this is cool, you know. It's the story of Jesus. I remember, I remember seeing that scene of like the baby, and I I remember at my school they did like a really good job of making the baby look really gross like as in not newborn in a terrible way but yeah it's like a newborn baby and it's like these you know peasant people and they like put you know like like a little bit of dirt dirt on them Mm -hmm. and stuff and then like the magi rock up and they've got these gifts and it's just like such a powerful scene that i actually think back to like in you know in the, the the cavities of my mind i like think right back
0: to that, and I'm like, wow, that is such a powerful thing. Mm. If you if you can ever do this, go to a road to Bethlehem. Oh, yes, mm. uh, they're amazing. Um, there's many of them. The, the biggest one, I think, the original one, is in Melbourne, uh, but they have one here on the Central Coast, you know, near Newcastle, where we are. But there's other road to Bethlehems, and you go through all of the different um, you go through all the different stages of the story. But one of the interesting things about it is the um, is 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 the is the is the actual Stable scene mm. mm-hmm. where they have the baby, and what you've got is behind that in a you know in a tent or a building behind that you've got a room full of forty mothers with newborns, and they're just rotating yeah, the, right babies the babies. Through, to, the yeah, the babies through, which is really important. Yeah. Really, really amazing. I just
1: search say. online "Road to Bethlehem" around Christmas time, and you'll see. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like a big production, a <laughs> big like sort of walkthrough event, sort of a show. It's amazing. yeah, it'll cover acres. Yeah, acres. Yeah, with real animals and everything.
0: Yep. Yep, just amazing, sensational. Anyway, I want to come back to um, Bethlehem for a moment. If you go to Bethlehem today, you can go to one of the more genuine sites, um, which is a series of caves in Bethlehem that have been literally used by shepherds for centuries. Mm. And so, you know, you have sites when you go through the, the Middle East and so forth that are absolutely genuine, you have some that might be. And you have some that are definitely not, and a lot of places where you say, "Well, this is where such a, you know, this is where the trial of Jesus took place, but you know, 60 feet below us because you know it's been built up with rubble over the years." So you have sites like that. Um, whereas this is, there's no guarantee that it's genuine, but it would be highly unlikely to be somewhere else mm. where this event actually took place, which is kind of special. And you go there and you can actually see out over the hills, and it's like, "Yep, you know, I could, I could see this kind of a thing happening." But the thing that goes through my mind is the angels as they come to this earth because they have come to this earth with a mission mm. Mm. to find people that are ready. Wow. Are ready to accept the Messiah. And so few. Now way. you imagine as they go searching because obviously you're going to go to the land of Israel because they have the prophecies, they know when the Messiah is going to come. Um, and they know where and how and all of the, all of these different details. And they go to the Pharisees. They go to the ruling elite. Mm. And no one's ready. Mm. And they are searching for people that are ready. And the only people that they find that are actually ready are some Persian Gentiles and peasant shepherds.
1: And I wonder if I'd been alive then, if I would have been ready.
0: Yeah, you kind of ask yourself Mm. that question, don't you? Which then Mm. makes you
1: think forward going to be ready when he comes again Because we, ha- we have that second chance For us all to be ready
0: Wow That is the thought of the day Mon. Mm. Right there Who was ready When Jesus came the first time mm. The most unexpected people Who was not ready The people you would most expect To be ready Jesus says he's coming back again and he's coming back soon, we have all of the prophecies about the return of Jesus Christ the second time, in the same way that the ancient Israelites did. We can see the fact that it is time for him to come back. We know the events that are going to take place. And the question that comes out of today's study is, are you as ready as the Persian Magi? And are you as ready as the shepherds on the hillside of Bethlehem? This is Casting Crowns and Matt Ma with Make Room.
6: The family hiding from the storm Found no place at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born To save a world so cold and hollow town, they did not know that lying in a manger low, a Savior King who had no home, has come to heal our sorrows. Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? Shepherds counting sheep at night Do not fear the glory light You are precious in His sight God has come to raise the lowly Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart For God to write His story? You can come as you are It may set you apart when you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for His goal. promise tight Every wrong will be made right The road is straight, the burden's light For in His hands He holds tomorrow Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room your heart for God to write His story. You can come as you are, but it may set you apart. When you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for His gold
0: back everybody that was casting crowns and matt ma with make room
2: let's do question
3: of the day
2: Christmas Day is of pagan origin, so why was it adopted as Jesus's birthday by the early church? And why did Christianity adopt some other days of pagan from paganism? Have we not sold out to the devil, who most likely uses pagan worship and practices to corrupt the church?
0: Yeah, really good question that we've got right here. And uh, the question is, you know, does in, in many ways does Satan inhabit that day? And so when we bring that day across to Christianity, does Satan come across with it? Hmm. You know, that's that's kind of what the uh, where the question is is heading in my uh, view of the of the question. Okay, so origin of Christmas uh, goes back um, centuries, if not millennia, before the time of Christ. It goes to the birthday of Tammuz, who was born on December twenty five. He was the son of uh, Ishtar, who was the queen of Babylon. Um, she, he was supposedly immaculately conceived by her supposed union with the sun mm. and Nimrod in the sun, and so yes, he, uh, he, he, he. She called herself the mother of God, the queen of heaven. He died in a hunting accident at the tusks of a wild boar, a pig. And she mourned for him for 40 days followed by the end of her mourning which came at the time of her annual festival which followed the cycle of the moon Mm -hmm. um, which was the first full moon after the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere, i.e. Ishtar's festival of Easter which comes after 40 days of uh, Lent. So, yeah, these things have uh, pagan origin, no question about it at all. Not only do they have pagan origin but they have pagan origin that is a direct counterfeit – of what Jesus would do. Mm. So why should we, you know, we just played a Christmas song. Why should we remember the birth of Jesus at this time of year? This is something that has clearly been brought across from paganism into Christianity. Now, I do not and am not in favour of bringing things across from paganism into Christianity. Mm. However, we need to ask ourselves the question, because this has happened and... The whole world recognizes Christmas as being the time that we remember the birth of Jesus. I don't think there are too many people out there who think that. Yeah, we know the exact date that Jesus was born, but it's the time that we remember the birth of Jesus. It's like the Queen's birthday, whenever we ever had the Queen's birthday on her birthday, like never. Yeah, we're Australians, which is just we put it on a public. We put it on a long weekend, so we can have a long weekend, which is just the best. Absolutely, like, by the way. <laughs> and uh, um, Queen Elizabeth has never been offended by it, or bothered by it, or perturbed by it. She's like, yep. He rises so you got a you've got a public holiday go for it um, and so you know is it a bad thing to remember the birth of Christ no it's a good thing to do so is it a bad thing to have traditions no provided they do not violate the Word of God tradition in of in and of itself is not a bad thing the question is, because this one comes from pagan origin, does that then mean it brings its paganism with it? Is it possible to separate paganism from something that is pagan so that it becomes effectively inert? Mm. And the answer is Paul actually does a whole chapter of the Bible on this subject. And you'll find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 where he deals with the subject of meat or food that has been offered to idols. Uh, the concept was in ancient times that um, that when you know somebody offered their food to an idol, you could then there was you know it was it was kind of like you know you've got you know blessed food today like halal food or something like that. It would carry a premium price. Uh, you would be eating the god by doing so. You'd be taking the power of the god into yourself. And so you would spend more on this food and you would supposedly get greater benefit from it. You'd get spiritual benefit from it. And it was a part of their pagan worship. Okay, so Paul goes to great lengths to show that, you know, a piece of food is not a god. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the same way that a day is not a god. Mm. Um, And so he's like, when it comes to a piece of food, it does not make any difference whatsoever at all whether this piece of food is a piece of pagan worship or not. It's just a piece of food. Mm. That's all there is to it. Now, if you eat the piece of food as religious practice, that's a problem. Yeah, fully. And if you keep Christmas as a, as a pagan practice, that's a problem. But the day in and of itself is not inhabited by Satan. Satan is beyond that. Satan inhabits human beings, mm. not objects. Mm. <laughs> okay, People talk about objects that are, inv- that are inhabited by Satan. They're not inhabited by Satan. Uh, they are owned by human beings, and because those human beings refuse to surrender them, Satan comes into their life. So the issue here in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 is that no... I- if something that has been uh, Pagan in the past Has been transferred across There is um, no issue Just because of its pagan origin
2: This
0: is Jordan Smith With
2: If it, it Came Upon a Midnight Clear
7: It came upon the midnight clear That glorious song of old For me Bending near the earth to touch their hearts of
1: to Faith FM, positively different radio.
3: Knowing it was heaven sent, they made their way. And the creatures gathered round and didn't make a sound. And the angels cried. The angels knew
5: what
7: was to come. It filled their hearts with joy to see And knowing of his destiny Gained tears of love And the priest. Cream-
3: And the angels cry And the angels cry And the
0: angels cry Welcome back, everybody. That was The Angels Cried by Alan Jackson and Alison Krauss. Here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show. This is the end of our Christmas Day special.
1: Let's give away Christmas presents, Lyons! Yes, indeed! Woo! Gonna make it rain some books in here. <laughs> All
0: right, so we're going to do something that we have never done before. And it's a once-off. And it only happens on because Christmas Because it's
1: Christmas! Day.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so we're going to give... Normally, it's just first caller through, you know? Right. Just be the first one on the phone, and you get a gift at the end of the show. But this
1: time. This time. This, this Christmas, time.
0: This time. Is anyone Christmas.
1: who texts can get a copy.
0: So the text number is 0491064669, and we are giving away. Probably the best version of the Christmas story I've read ever read outside of the scriptures. <laughs> bless and that, of you, course, Lawson. Lawson's got the sneezes. We're going to bless
1: everyone oh, today, including Lawson. I need
0: the blessing. <laughs> okay, but we are giving away. Let me try try that again. We are giving away the best version of the Christmas story that I've ever read outside of scripture, and that mm. is in the book The Desire mm, of Ages. Yes. Such a beautiful yes. book. Yes. it is just yes. amazing.
1: Make your Christmas a hundred percent better. Right You've now, like text that the number. The first
0: five or six chapters is just dedicated to the Christmas story. It is so amazing. So, text us right now on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We're not going to give you the phone number this time because
1: we're off to yeah, celebrate we're, Christmas. Right, we're out of here with our mm-hmm. families.
0: And friends. Yeah, so you get this book else.
1: for yourself as a Christmas present from us or just use it as a Christmas present for someone you <laughs> <laughs> forgot to buy a present for.
0: Class. <laughs> a New Year's present. It will be a little bit late coming through to you. Mail, yes. point. Give us a little bit of uh, leeway given the time of year that it is. Um, that number
1: again is 0491064669. Do not delay. Everyone can get one. Why wouldn't everyone get one?
2: Just remember. Can I have one? <laughs> Just remember to have a fantastic Christmas, and we love you guys, and we'll see you later.
8: Go tell it on the mountain